Welcome. Well, it's finally Friday, and a beautiful day outside, about negative 25 wind chill, not bad, but staying warm. We're going to go ahead and get started, but I want to say a special welcome to uh, the board of Goshen College that's here today. As well as uh, the camp representatives, which are trickling in over there. <laughs> and of course, the prospective students. And <laughs> all of you who decided to come to chapel, even though it was Camp Inquiry Day. No, <laughs> best one. All right, I guess we're going to go ahead and get started, but uh, I'm not sure where everybody else is. Um, oh. And I'll light the candle. One thing you get good at working at a camp is filibustering, so hopefully they'll show up. Hi, my name is Hallie Steingus, and I was a music and worship director at Camp Friedenswald this summer. Friends, I'm Anna Napsiger, and I was the assistant program director at Rocky Mountain Mennonite Camp this past summer. Hi, my name is Hannah Barg, and I worked at Covenant Point Bible Camp in Iron River, Michigan this summer. I was a camp counselor there. Hi, I'm Grace Bame, and I worked at Rocky Mountain Mennonite Camp as a campout leader. I'm David Zare, and I was a counselor at Rocky Mountain Mennonite Camp. And I'm Joanna Epp, and I worked at Twin Rocks Friends Camp. Well, good morning. I would invite you to all stand for our first song. Let's 
going? How's the weather today? Not bad. Okay. Well. It's a simple song, simple and ever written. Where are the ox in the box? part of the first day of camp is get to know you games and in a similar way we're going to greet each other and pass the peace of Christ and say hello to those around you. Okay so for our next song this one we still need to be standing <laughs> and it is Jesus as a friend. songs before you can sit down. The next one is Pharaoh Pharaoh. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, so this next one is the milk song. So you will need to find a partner. Okay. Okay, so what this entails is that you're gonna have to pretend like your cow with udders. So you will follow after me. I'm going to be the leader and you will read the camper's line. Give me a big M. Give me a little M. Don't give me no pop, no pop. Don't give me no tea, no tea. Just give me that milk. Boom, 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 boom. Just give me that milk. Boom, 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 boom. Give me a big eye. Give me a little eye. Don't give me no pop, no pop. Don't give me no tea, no tea. Just give me that milk. Just give me that milk. Moo, 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 moo. Give me a big L. Give me a little L. Don't give me no pop, no pop. Don't give me no tea, no tea. Just give me that milk. Moo, 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 moo. Just give me that milk. Moo, 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 moo. Give me a big K. Give me a little K. Don't give me no pop, no pop. Don't give me no tea, no tea. Just give me that milk. Give me a big milk. Chocolate. Give me a little milk. Don't give me no pop, no pop. Don't give me no tea, no tea. Just give me that milk. All right, you may be seated. Okay, so Anna. Almost ready. Anna and I worked at Rocky Mountain Mennonite Camp, and we often did the rock climbing and rappelling section of the camp. And I'm trying to find the script. That we, we were instructors, so we were supposed to. Yeah. What? Ah, yes. Okay. It's on the other stand. This is often how camp goes, too. So, you know, just got to go with the flow. Okay. So, as I said, this summer, Anna and I were rock climbing instructors. Um, we had to go through a couple of days of orientation to learn how to help our campers climb and make sure we knew how to set up the ropes. Um, the campers were usually excited to go although it seemed like there was never a day that went completely smooth. Anna and I usually ended up rescuing at least one kid every time. It was physically and emotionally demanding and full of responsibility. We're gonna do a skit explaining some of the things that went down, um, and in, short, in order to show you what happened, we'll pretend that the stairs are the edge of the rock and that Anna is repelling. All right. Okay, camper Anna, how much do you think that this rope can hold? Uh, like 200 pounds. Close. It's more like 5,000 pounds. Oh, wow! So you don't have to worry about it breaking at all. You're completely safe. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Okay, let's get ready to repel. Okay, um... We're going to start out with the first type of camper. The good-natured camper. Okay, Anna, so what you're going to do is take the rope in your right hand and slowly walk down the edge of the rock. Slowly. Okay, uh, this was kind of scary. Um, it's okay. Sure I should it's do okay. this? You can do it. It'll all be okay. Oh, All right, good wow, job. This, this is really fun. Yeah. Hey, okay. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the second type of camper, the know-it-all. 
Okay, so and I'm going to clip you in and then just yeah, walk down. Yeah, I've done down. it before. <laughs> okay, that's great. Good. So, um, so you're just going to walk down okay, slowly. Sweet. Yeah. Slowly. Um, yeah. One step at a time. On, huh? okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wait, Anna, come back. Oh, Wait. No! You have to listen I to me. I'm actually really bad at this. <laughs> and this is the third type of camper. The this is going to kill me camper. Uh, yeah, no, that, I don't, that seems pretty unsafe. I don't think I can do you that. You can do it, you can do no, it. No, um, I'd rather, I'd rather eat dirt. No, it's okay. Um, I think I might, I might die, actually. No, it, This it's, is the end! It's not the end, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Um, usually the most common type of camper was the adventurous kind, but we did have quite a few of the other two. There was one story that, um, sort of stuck out to me beyond the rest. There was a middle school age girl who came up to the rappel one day and wanted to, you know, see what it was about. So I gave her the instructions, made sure she was comfortable going down and everything. But the moment, I like checked several times. I was like, are you sure you want to do this? So the moment that she lowered herself down off the rock, she starts crying. And I could see the panic in her eyes. I was just like, oh no, this is not going to go well. Um, she let go of the only part of the rope that she had to hold on to. Um, she didn't fall or anything because we had somebody at the bottom like keeping her safe, so that wasn't an issue. Don't worry, no one died. Um, <laughs> but she lets go of the rope and she tries to like cling on to the top of the rock and that's really, it's not, it wouldn't work. She just started screaming and stuff, so I went down on the rappel right beside her and I tried to talk her down, so I like tried to distract her. I was like, so, what do you do for fun? She told me she read and I was like, sweet, what kind of books do you read? So she was telling me about her books, and I was like trying to give her instructions at the same time to keep going down the rock. But that didn't work because she was talking to me, and I was talking to her, and then she'd cry every time we moved down a little bit. So I just decided, okay, you know what? It's fine. I grabbed my rope with my left hand, and my, the, my right hand was on her rope. So she was like kind of sitting on my lap, which that's not really how it's supposed to happen, but that's how we were going to do it. And I just slowly lowered us down. Inch by inch, she kind of cried a little bit and maybe screamed a little bit, but eventually I tried to like talk her down. She got, she got a little better. The guy who had taken her was probably like 25 or something. He was laughing at her down at the bottom, so that really didn't make me feel great, but it, it was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> so when, after we got down to the bottom on a rappel that usually takes about two minutes, it took us like half an hour, so... I just kind of got to the bottom and I could see the, the relief on her face and I was just like, thank goodness we're safe and we're at the bottom, it's great. Um, my hands were cramped up, I was half deaf, but when I saw her face I just felt a lot better about it that she made it out alive and she was grateful that I was there to help her. Um, this experience definitely was an eye-opening one and definitely a good example of being a camper versus a camp staffer, I guess. Um, when I was a camper, you'd be crazy, you'd have fun and stuff, but working on staff it can be pretty different. You have to be responsible for the kids and also for their safety, and you want to have, let them have fun, but you want to make them safe. And um, it's exhausting work sometimes, yes, but it's very life-giving and it's a really rewarding experience, and i definitely do it again in a heartbeat, even if I had to go on that rappel about a hundred more times. And we've learned that camp is for the campers. Camp is for the campers.
Okay, um, I'm Joanna, and I spent the summer at Twin Rocks Friends Camp in Rockaway Beach. And having spent 11 years attending a Mennonite camp called Camp Minnesota, it was a big switch from the sandy flatlands of Kansas to a Quaker camp right on the coast with both a mountain and an ocean within a five-minute walk. However, there are some things about camp that just never change. There were still crazy kids running around with that reckless abandoned feeling that you only feel at camp. I think one of the most frightening moments I experienced this summer came on the 4th of July during our girls camp when we not only let our 4th and 5th grade girls stay up two hours later than usual to watch fireworks, but we also gave them ice cream and cookies and arranged a dance party for them. Walking into a gym with over 150 sugared up girls screaming and dancing to party in the USA is a sight that I will not soon forget. <laughs> My camp also had those typical kids who love bathroom humor. During day camp, which was our youngest age group, I made the mistake of trying to take my second graders to parachute games at the same time that a large truck appeared to remove a nearby porta potty. Guess what everybody wanted to watch happen instead of going to parachute games? I think it was that same day that one of my second graders very earnestly dared me to poop in the toilet 10 times in one day and <laughs> also presented me with a very thought-provoking would-you-rather question of, would you rather be locked in your house for a whole day or locked in a porta potty for a whole day? <laughs> Which is a question I'm still pondering. <laughs> um, you do find the same kind of crazy, amusing, wonderful kids at every camp I found, and you can also find the same sense of community. I went into the summer not knowing a single person in the state of Oregon, but by August I was part of a very close community of summer staff and full-time staff at the camp. It was pretty fascinating to learn a lot about Quakers and also share my Mennonite faith with them. It turns out that we're pretty similar. They also play the Mennonite game, though I don't think they call it that, and they all have their own little inside jokes about their denomination and also seem to really like Quaker oats. Like, not kidding. <laughs> I love learning all about the Quakers and also everyone else there from different faith backgrounds. And I guess what I'm trying to say is that I went into the summer with no idea what to expect and feeling pretty apprehensive about it, but it wound up being one of the best summers of my life. Um, so I'd really recommend working at camp if you're considering it. All right, so can you all stand please?
This next song is actually called um, Psalm 121, but you all may be seated for this one. Um, And this song is one of the songs that reminds me of Rocky Mountain Mennonite Camp the most. And it's going to be a cappella, so I invite you in joining me. I lift my eyes up, up to the mountains, where does my help come from? My help comes from you, maker of heaven, creator. So the next song we will be singing is Zephaniah 317, and we will sing it up here first, and then we will repeat, and I invite you all to sing as well. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to As I mentioned before, I worked at Covenant Point Bible Camp in Iron River, Michigan this summer. Um, And I had an incredible summer um, filled with laughter, crazy moments, quiet moments, and a whole lot of fun. Um, When I look back on my summer, there is one week in particular that sticks out among the rest. Um, During our junior high camp week, I had nine energetic and inquisitive 7th and 8th graders in my cabin. I quickly realized that my girls were full of relentless questions. 
Everything from putting their swimsuits on for free time to waking up in the morning needed some kind of clarification. Many of the girls were also at points in their lives where they had questions about their faith. Each night before bed, I would have theological discussions with them, which consisted mostly of questions such as, did God really create the world in seven days? How does the Bible explain evolution and dinosaurs? Or does every story in the Bible actually happen? Um, these were questions that I myself had struggled of making sense of at their age. I replied with jumbled attempts to explain these topics to girls who were searching for solid answers. I began to really enjoy these conversations, but wanted the girls to leave camp feeling that their curiosities had been fully addressed. At my camp, it's a tradition to sneak out of the cabin on the last night. Um, and since my cabin had responded well to the speaker of the week in chapel each day, um, I invited him to join us on our sneak out into the chapel um, for snacks and, question, and a question and answer session um, after we had settled down and played some games. I was amazed by what happened in the room that night. For almost two and a half hours, the girls asked difficult questions one after the other with genuine curiosity and attentiveness. As a junior high youth pastor, the speaker was able to add an element of understanding for these girls that I was unable to provide. He explained that asking questions is healthy because it helps us develop what we truly believe in and keeps us constantly discerning what we stand for. The girls' response afterwards surprised me too. We stayed up even later because they wanted to write a thank you card for the speaker. Almost all of these girls, many of whom had been to camp several times before, said that this last night was the best thing that they had ever experienced at camp. I feel like I learned just as much, if not more, from the Q&A session as my campers did. Many of the things that they were wondering about were questions that I had too, and it was both encouraging and rewarding to see the faces of these girls light up when they finally felt they understood. This experience has helped me to feel more comfortable asking the tough questions and more confident in my ability to share my faith story with others. I will always look back on that week and remember the ways in which those girls humbled and taught me more than I ever would have expected. All right, so my name is Hallie, and I worked at Camp Friedenswald. Uh, God bless. <laughs> um, so while the summer was full of really fun experiences, there were also experiences that were very impactful on my life and for the children that we got to work with. And here's one of them. I will always remember a boy named Sammy from the third and fourth grade week at Camp Friedenswald. Sammy struggled with emotional instability. He came from a troubled home, his language was at the level of a six-year-old, and it was hard at times to understand what he was trying to convey. One day he was on the lower flat, a flat piece of land where daily outdoor activities take place. Sammy was playing whipped cream wiffle ball, and when quickly rounding third base on his way to home, he was tagged, which meant he would be out for that round. Another boy named Will came up to him and lightly tapped him on the shoulder, assuring him that he did a great job, but Sammy was already storming off the field. When Sammy went and sat down, with tears streaming down his face and anger in his eyes, I sat down beside him. He blubbered that he would never be good enough. I promptly tried to convince him that this wasn't true and that he did a wonderful job, but I knew somewhere he had heard that he wasn't adequate and that message was ingrained. After I persuaded Sammy to go play again, he scored, and that seemed to boost his morale some. 
Throughout the week, he loved being a part of the worship services, holding up the song cards for others to see. That made him feel important. The time that Sammy was at camp, the staff and myself tried to make sure that Sammy knew that he is and always will be good enough, and to also know that he is a beloved child of God. Though language was something that he struggled with, at the end of the week, he came up to the staff as we were eating lunch, addressed each by name, and hugged us, saying, Mom, look, these are nice people. These are my friends. No matter how sleep-deprived I may have been at points, watching a kid feel loved was worth all the moments of exhaustion. Camp has moments of sincere frustration, and you get caught up with the tasks of constantly trying to get kids places while also trying to stay sane. But in the midst of the chaos, you forget that you can leave a positive impact on a child, and that is possibly the most wonderful gift. So will you please sing with us our last song? all we have for you today but if you are interested in working at camp this summer I'm sure there are lots of friendly people over there that would love to talk to you uh, thanks for coming to chapel <laughs>